Podcast. I am your host, Ramses. And as always, I'm not alone here. I'm I have here Neri. Hi. And also here with us today is Common Writer Furry. For a split second there, I wanted to gaslight you but not saying anything because you said you weren't alone and then make you think that we're all in your head. But no, I'm here too. No, I don't think that joke's going to work because like, everyone's going to start hearing that. And <laughs> anyways, <laughs> we're in everybody's heads. I'm inside your head. I'm not real. All right. So this week we're going to take it easy because like, well, I just got out of surgery. So I wanted to have a really a nice, easy episode for us to like take on. Um, I thought we would we would continue our discussion on Saint Seiya video games, and also we wanted to discuss the very first Saint Seiya movie, of the Evil Goddess Ares. So if you haven't watched that, it's available on like so many other places. So if you if you if you got time, go watch it like on Amazon, on Tubi, on Retro Crush. It's available on on Blu-ray from our friends over at um at Disco Tech, so you can pick that up as well. So if you want to support more Saint Seiya stuff. This will be a good time for you to pick this up as well, because I think like it, like we're gonna start like going diving to the movies as well uh, on occasion. So keep that in mind. So, um, what what's not what's not like let's not waste any more time. Let's just let's dive into our main topic here. So before I start, um, before we start talking about the about the actual video games, have you guys had any experiences with the Famicom games, the first three games for the Famicom and the Game Boy? Um, no. no. The most I have, the, 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 the farthest back I've gone is, I think there was like a PlayStation 2 or, yeah, I think it had to be a PlayStation 2 game that I watch cutscenes of. That's about it. <laughs> Other than, the, of, of like the old school stuff. Because I do have Soldier Soul um, on PS4 and I, and I do play Awakening on my, on the mobile game. Yeah, I was up until really recently actually i wasn't really much of like a um famicom super famicom game type of thing uh, player um i do have some emulators now that i have a couple of japanese games on that i'm working my way through but i haven't played any of the saint Seiya ones yet mainly mainly just um i grabbed the sailor moon rpg because i've never finished that i always get about halfway through and give up and then there is apparently a Tenchi RPG that I need to play, according to some people that follow me. I didn't realize they had a Tenchi RPG. That would be that. That's gotta be like just a dating sim, right? It's a tactical RPG. Yeah, let's say it's a it's a it's, it's turn-based strategy, like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, like the the squares that you move around on, and you can only move so many at one turn and attack. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the reason why I brought that, the reason why I, why I asked is like, you know, hey, I, the first episode I did was, um, I did it by myself. So I was like, you know, I wanted to see if you guys had any, any thoughts on like, the, on the previous games. So I guess, I guess we can, I guess we can move on forward, which is sad because like, um, it, the, the Saints say I kind of missed out on the, that period on that Super Nintendo, Genesis, um, uh, PlayStation, Saturn, and even like the Japanese stuff, like, you know, the PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics and the, and like the 3DO, where stuff that were really good that did really well with like anime games, it missed out on a lot of those. It missed out on it, and it's kind of sad because like that was during the time that it was starting to have that international growth into into in the 90s, and it just missed out completely on on bringing out games for like the most popular consoles. The only con- the only games we had were like games for like a console back, and even then those were kind of like broken games that like. Oh my god! Like if I I wouldn't put that I wouldn't put those games on 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 any of you guys or my worst enemies. That's how bad those games are. 
So we 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 go forward from from the nineties to the two thousands, even to like the mid two thousands. Like the first game that we get in the, the first game that we get into like in the mid two thousands came out on April seventh two thousand five in Japan, and June thirtieth in Europe. And as the first the first Saint Seiya fighting game, Saint Seiya the Sanctuary. You were talking about how they kind of missed out on some of the golden age there, and then I think that could be like a blessing and a curse, like not to go back too far, but um, but especially when it comes to being a fan in North America, I, I guess I can only speak for the United States, but we have such a terrible track record when it comes to anime games, especially the earlier anime games. Like, I can remember... Um, the only way to get some of those games because there were there were a few that I really wanted for Sega Saturn that never got localized but they would bring them over and just be in Japanese so like you could play them by mashing the A button and hoping something happened and then there was it was a really similar landscape on the PlayStation 1 as well I remember um, Beyblade when I was in school being the biggest thing ever like it was basically the next Pokemon as far as like school kids were concerned like every lunch we would go out and have the little stadiums and play and everybody even the popular kids were buying these toys and playing them and still the only video game that we got on the play PlayStation 1 that I ever saw was in Japanese it was a basic fighting game to where you chose a, a Beyblade and your friend chose one and you control them so the text wasn't super important but even then they didn't really translate anything or or put a whole lot of effort into it so i feel like even if we did get some quality games in that time frame it probably would have ended up in the same kind of state and not made as much of an impact i guess is what i'm yeah and also what I'm too, trying it's to like there are a lot of anime video games that were either reskins of other games so they no there, there's anime games that they reskin to other games and that could have been that could have been another like another big thing that could have happened to that could have happened to Saint Seiya. I remember like a lot of Ranma games just got converted to like these weird esoteric fighting games. Or in the like again going back to the case of Ranma where they, they just they do it and it just like it's just the weirdest game like it's just the weirdest game with the weirdest people dubbing over it. It's so weird. So it's, it, it could have ended up being something like that and like that's another that's, a, that's another like Hit of like what ifs because like it because if, if we would have gotten Starstorm that would have been like whoa. But yeah, going so yeah, let's just let's let's um let's let's take this let's go let's go forward in time back to two thousand to that golden age of two thousand five. The PlayStation two was was on fire at this point, and yeah, of course you would want to get you want to get a fighting game on on your system. This game was I think made by um, Dimps, and it's just basically a reskin of the of the Budokai games. It's a reskin of the Budokai gameplay, which is like, okay, good. No, hey, don't fix what's not broken. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not bad. Like I said, I they had the first one that was on the PlayStation, uh, whatever, one or two, that was the Sanctuary one. Then they also, you know, they, they did a couple more. The only one that I think got an English port was the uh soldier soul on the ps4 which yeah and i don't even think you could get it like you couldn't even get a physical copy it was like digital only i think 
I think that's true. I may be wrong because I only have a digital copy. I had to download it from the PS4 store. And it is very Budokai. <laughs> I've played Budokai as well. I mean, I like it. I think it's fun, and it's kind of shocking to me how popular the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games are, and, like, they even have tournaments and everything for that, and they never ha seem to have those for Saint Seiya, not that I'm aware of, at least, and, I mean, I enjoy playing the game. I The only downside is that while they translate, like, a direct dialogue, like, obviously, you know, when you, they the character pops up on the screen and they're like, we need to go to the next house and whatever, because it goes through like the, the couple arcs. It goes through Sanctuary, Poseidon, and I think also touches on Hades. But, um, you know, but they don't translate the chatter, which is really disappointing. <laughs> because like during stages, the characters will be talking to each other as you're going through fighting and everything like that, you know, and it really sucks because there's one part that's one of my favorites. Um, it's it's after Cancer House and Shiryu is like they're talking about Shiryu and they mention Shunrei and uh, Shiryu's just like oh you know guys leave it alone you know like we need to keep focus and they're just like oh he's embarrassed he you know has a crush on Shunrei and they're like teasing him but it's not translated in the English <laughs> game they just have like random Japanese dialogue that's not translated. There's no way for you to pick up on what's being said. And so if you don't know Japanese or you don't have someone who can translate for you, you miss all these cute little moments and it's like, ah, oh, that's some of the best part is the chatter that's going on in the game. Yeah, it was, it was a real like minimal effort release, unfortunately, but uh, it actually came out on the PS3. I, I looked it up to confirm, but um, the reason why I know this is because I've purchased this game three times. <laughs> um, I purchased it on the PS... I purchased it on my friend's PS3 because originally I had a roommate that lived with me and we used his PS3. And so I used my money to purchase it on his account. And then when he moved out, he took, obviously took the PS3 with him and I didn't have his login or anything like that. So then I got my own PS3 and I bought it. And then when I upgraded to PS4, for whatever reason, it didn't transfer it over, so I bought it again. So I have purchased this game three times. I do very much enjoy the game. Um, it was, it, it's, it reminds me a lot of uh, Legend of Sanctuary, the movie, because it's very breakneck going through the story. It's, it's very disjointed and it's very, very fast. They don't, it doesn't cover the uh, Galaxian arc or the, um, the Silver Saints at all. It just jumped straight into Sanctuary, which is kind of what everybody wanted. <laughs> yeah, I think because I know, I don't, I'm not sure about why they didn't touch on Galaxian. I'm assuming just because, again, breakneck speed and it's not as popular as Sanctuary Arc. So they wanted to get into Sanctuary right away. But they didn't cover Steel Saints because it's supposed to be based more on the actual manga than the anime. Hence, hence why no Asgard and all that. Rezo doesn't like it when his little brother pokes at him and, and then they fight. So anyway, um, but yeah, so the, it goes to, to get back to what I was saying, it goes at really breakneck speed. Um, it just covers the main fights. And if you're a fan of Saint Say at all, you know that there's a lot that happens in between those fights. There's a lot of character development. There's a lot of them discussing what's going on and strategies and stuff like that. So you lose a lot of that with going through it. 
So it's kind of a blessing and a curse because I, I did say before um, that I've never truly sat down and watched all of Hades, like start to finish. And um, so when I played this game, I got... <laughs> I am a fake fan. Uh, but when I played this game, I got to see the characters and get to know the characters. But there's still plenty of room for me to watch and, and be entertained by the anime because it left so much out. Like, there's no way that could be the whole story because it just, again, just covers the main fights. Well, I was just going to say, like, it, it covers the very baseline plot points of, like, this is who fights who. This is how the fight turns out. The end. Because obviously, if you don't win the fight, you don't progress. So you know, okay, when this character fights this character, this is how the fight ends up happening in, in the show, because they won't let you progress otherwise. And you were talking about the, like, there not being tournaments for it. I would wager to say that um, some of the characters, just from my most recent playing of it, which was a few months ago, I picked it up and played it for a while, because um, there are some really annoying characters they have to play for a very long time to be able to unlock, and so I'm working on that. But I digress. There's a lot of characters that are very um, skewed and not very balanced, and I think that's probably why, because they would either have to have an extensive ban list, or you would see the same like three characters throughout the entire tournament, so there wouldn't be a lot of variation. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, that's always that's always that's always the that's always the the problem with anime video games. It's like when when you make when you make anime video games, it's like like they're going for the fans first, and not really for like a tournament m mindset. So like no one's no one's really so everyone's so you got like a bunch of these really OP characters that do OP things, and well that's great for like um well that's great for like someone like like for someone that's that's, that's good for like the the casual fans that just want to see crazy stuff happen. On the tournament, in the tournament scene, it's like, yeah, they, they want something with a little bit more meat on the bone, as I keep on saying. I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta find a better word. I'm gonna say that I will, because we're also gonna talk about the mobile game, and I was also gonna say that's a big, huge issue with the mobile game as well, that I will discuss as the current dominating expert in among our, this cast of people who've played the mobile game. I'm coming for you. I got, I got my first double S character the other day, so I'm coming for you. Um, I would love to argue this. I would love to argue as well, but like we'll, when the time when we cross that bridge, when we cross that bridge, because like we we went all over the place here. But it's like I want to go back really quick to like because I'm I'm going here by order. For the first century game I played it, I played it on the PS2. It's it's good, it's good. Uh, and the and there's a sequel to the game, the Hades. It's good. It's the same game, just with 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 new characters, with like new added characters. Why fix was not broken. That's all I gotta say. Like, like, it, like th those two games are really good. It's just why why fix was not broken in this case. Why fix the, the the Dragon Ball Z Budokai engine? Like, like the only thing is like you can't really do like you you can really can't really customize moves like those games. But that's fine. Like I don't mind. That, that's I like the game. That I love these games. They're they're very serviceable as fighting games. And like games for like casuals, those are really good games. Like pick up. I just like I said, like they just kind of like had an unfortunate timing. And a matter of fact, um, I do remember one interesting fact about the the first Sanctuary, the first the first PS2 game. In the data of the game, is data for like the deep version of uh, of, of Knights of the Zodiac. So there were gonna be plans to put bring the game into the United States, but. 
I guess the popularity of Knights of the Zodiac, you know, kind of imploded on on everybody's faces, and they just didn't want it, and they just didn't want to put a, they didn't want to put the money on it, which is weird because they'll put they'll slap and that that was the time where you, you can slap any name on the, on a PS2 game and you can like make you can make bank. So we we there's there's an alternate timeline where we could have had we could have had the Knights of the Zodiac game on the PS2 in English in the United States. So. So that 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 wraps it up for like the PS2 games, um, because like um, Sanctuary came out in two thousand five, the Hades came out in two thousand seven. Cut to five years later, and we go, and we go to the PS3 era with our first with our first game, Saint Sanctuary Battle. Um, this is this is an interesting game. This is an interesting game in my opinion because like it's a it's a Muso like. Where like 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 there's still like those one on one arena battles that were like similar to the ones that that to to the more modern games like to the games that you that you guys are playing like Soldier of Soul and Brave Soldiers, but in between there's all these um like there's all these on foot like action fights where you're just fighting off mooks, and I'm like I had a lot more fun doing that stuff when I played it. That's like, it was an interesting kind of like thing to go through when I was playing where I was just like, oh okay cool. Um, it's it, like like you know the one on one battles could be a little bit fixed, but I do enjoy the I do enjoy the stuff where you fight battling all the mooks because like that's something you rarely see in, in like a Saint Seiya anything. The only other time you saw that was like in the NES game, and it's just like ugh. That actually sounds really fun to be honest with you. Like to have so that not everything has to be like a pivotal battle, and you can kind of get to know whatever character that you're playing at the time a little bit better because. <laughs> Some there's a lot of fighting games. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but I mean, Soldier Soul included, that just kind of jump you dump you in there. And if it's a stylized game that has its own kind of mechanics, it's not just your like Street Fighter type of fighting game. That it could be a learning curve. So it would have been nice to have some mooks to fight against. And I'm pretty sure that's that thing that that I think that's what, I think that's an advantage and it's disadvantage where it's a kind of game where it would appeal to me. Because I play a lot of those types of games, I I love Muso games, and it's also like what I like. It's like they do something very different with that with that formula, and it actually reward you for being stylish. So I love playing games like the Mummy Koi, where they reward you for being stylish and doing crazy combos. So it's like when you have a combination of that type of thing, just the thumbs up all the way for me. That's like yo, you, that's like that's like hitting all the right marks for like video games for me, man. That's like that's like I, that's like prime A like triple A gaming for me, man. Like you put a game like that in front of me, oh boy, man! I, I'll I'll love that game to like the death. And I liked, it. I really liked it. I really liked the like the short time I had had to play with it. You know, stylizing like the stylized fighting was really good. It was really good, but it's just like they just kind of got bogged down with just like the one on one was was became too much of the focus. And we got to and like we got a comment about this where it's like a friend of a friend of a, um, a friend of mine was like saying, "Why is this game? Um, why is?" Battle Sanctuary the same as uh, as Brave Soldiers is like because they're kind of building the same engine. They just took away the the cool parts where I like the where I like the game. So that leads us to the next year, and Nuri, you want you you may want to put it you might want to keep an ear on this one. Um, yes, this is for I PSP. I never it's called Sanctuary Omega. My PSP Ultimate unfortunately Cosmic. exploded, so I never got to play this. I have played this on an emulator, and I love it so much. One because it has Julian in it, and I will 
forever be in love with Julian Solo, come at me. I don't care. Um, it also has Omega characters who I love, and it includes Sonia, who is my baby meow meow. I love Sonia to death. I loved this game. It was, it had its, what I, okay, so I don't know. This is going to be calling myself out here. So <laughs> back in like the early 2000s, mid, maybe mid 2000s, there was like a huge thing about anime video games that were obviously, you know, based on it, it like it wasn't just like a fighting game. It had like its own like new storyline plot. Sometimes it would include original characters and stuff like that. That would be the player character as you go through like a story. Um, like I can, like the one I think about most is like the Inuyasha games where like they created a player character who was, you know, uh, like you could choose to be boy or girl and you could like have like a romantic, like, like obviously it never went anywhere because it's Inuyasha, but like if you were a girl, you had a crush on Inuyasha. If you were a boy, you had a crush on Kagome. It was very bizarre, but the soul um the omega game was similar in that it had its own contained story where it brought in you know enemies and stuff like that and it had they were fighting against a specific to the game uh enemy with a whole slew of you know lore and everything like that you had to join up with you know, people from not only Omega, but other um, arcs of the series. Like I said, Julian shows up. So does uh, Sorrento and stuff like that. It was so cool. I really loved it. And I'm so upset that it never got an English release or port or even like, like, obviously I played the emulator, but it never got like really well translated. So, you know, again, you miss a lot of stuff with it. It was so fun, though. It was really good. I was really impressed by it. It, um, rather than being, like, the, it, it would have, like, cutscenes and stuff like that that were in the style of Omega, which I personally adore. I love the art director, because he also did a lot of Precure stuff and, and everything. Mm-hmm. I love, also, Cashin' Sins. Yes, Cashin' Sins. He did that as well. So I really like his art style, and so I, you know, of course, I'm happy to have more cutscenes of these characters. Um, it was it was a good game. I liked it. Okay, um, this is where we're this is where we're gonna differ. the The fanboy side of me, the fanboy Saint Seiya side of me, enjoyed the game for what it for what it was trying to do. And that was like introduce all these cool characters from the past and put them into the into the current context of the of the current of of, of the current series. I liked that stuff. The presentation the presentation part was really good. The gameplay part was like I just couldn't I couldn't do it. It's like oh no, the gameplay was shit. The gameplay was terrible, but the the story was fun. I was, I was gonna say I was gonna yeah I was gonna say like I I I like what they were trying to do with the story. And I do appreciate that. The, like, I do appreciate what they were trying to do, but the game was like the game was just like a slog. I was like, oh god, this game was like, it's like Soul Calibur if someone was drunk. That's how, that's the best way I can describe the game, and it's just like. I mean, I also love Soul Calibur. Listen, I never claim to be a good gamer girl. I am very much like, 
I'm somebody who's like, eh, they tried, and I had fun. I don't care if it's a shitty game. Yeah, and you know, for me, like, I, I, like you know, like that's what, and you know, I would be like that too. And I'm like that too with this game, where it's just like it's a licensed game. Whatever. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not splitting hairs over this. If I wanted to play something with a little more, I gotta, I gotta keep on. I gotta keep on. I gotta keep myself from saying more meat on the bone. Ramsey, for God's sakes, man. There's better analogies. If I want to play something with a little more substance, there's a, there's plenty more games I could pick. But if I want to play something that has like, if but it but considering that this is Saint Seiya, considering all the effort they put into putting by by making these new designs, by putting all these cool new things, on that on that end, I'm willing I'm I, I'm willing to give it like a thumbs up. Like I'm willing to give it a recommendation. I'm also pretty sure too nowadays like, like the since PSP games you can like you can you can you can't throw you can't throw a a rag doll without without finding without finding a couple of PSP games like lying around. So it's like I'm pretty sure if like you can you can find that game like. I, you can find it. That's all I gotta say. You can you can find it, but you know, and it's actually kind of easy to find it. And you can there's there's ways you can play it, but like I will not say how or where because I don't want I don't want I don't I don't want the feddies to come after me for for saying something like that. All right, so that takes us to two thousand. So that takes us a year later for um, Saint Seiya Brave Souls. As I said before, it's just the sanctuary battle game, just stripped down of the of the of the of the parts that made the game that game, the game interesting. So it's just a one on one fighting game, and yeah, it's fine. Like I said, like I, I do like it's like it's a, it's a huge roster of characters, a huge effing roster of characters that they put in. So, um, and then yeah, now we're kind of caught up where we are with Soldier Soul. And and there's an interesting thing. Like I want to go, I want to go back to Soldier Soul for a little bit here, because there are some things that you, that 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 should be noted. One of the things I really enjoy about the game is that the game was actually translated in different languages. Like they actually took the effort and got a lot of the voice actors from their individual versions of the series of the series, and they actually got them back to redub the, to redub all the characters in their individual um in their individual regions. So in the in the Latino in the Latino version, the Latinos Mexican um, from Mexico, they actually got all the voice actors back from the from the original Caballero del Zodiaco dub to come back to do the well, the ones that are still alive, to come back and do the to do the dub for the for the game. So if you're wondering like why didn't they translate the, the chatter and stuff like that, it's because like in some versions of the game they actually do translate the chatter as full on like a full on translation. Yeah, I I knew that they had tr- done a full translation in the uh, other dubs and in, in other you know releases i know that they had done that also for the italian version of the game and stuff like that it was just a bummer that they didn't do that in the english yeah i will agree oh so on that regards it's like the, the in that regards the english version it's like it's so slap it's like so slapdash it's like they just need to get something so it's like they just need to get something out, and I think like I think it was during a time where it's like the, the beginning of the PlayStation Two, PlayStation they was like, the PlayStation Three was on, on its way out. The PlayStation Four was was in vogue. They needed more stuff on the PlayStation Four, and no one gave a shit about the PlayStation Three. So fuck it, let's just release this game. It's not gonna cost us anything to put it digitally. That that's pretty much like the, the mentality with the game, at least here in the United States. Um, and if you were wondering too. And this is this is the thing that I find said. I played a little bit. Of, I played a lot of Soldier Soul. I played a lot of it. I think I remember streaming it a few times, and it was really good. The game is ass, but the presentation is incredible. I think it's like out of all the Saints games, presentation wise, 
it's one of the best in presentation. And like I said, and one of the things, one of the versions that unfortunately got delisted was the PC version of the game. And the PC version of the game has like all of that. It has like all the translated, has all the translated voices and everything. So you can just simply go to the menu and change everything and you can get that, that version. And it was just like, it was incredible. It was a, it was a really incredible experience hearing the, the voices I grew up with, doing their voices again, doing all these, doing all, all the voice acting was just an incredible, incredible thing to behold. And it's sad that that's un, that, that um, unfortunately, for some of the voice actors, including the, the including one in particular, Jesus Barreto, who played Seiya, that he was his official last role as Seiya. But he unfortunately passed away uh, about a year later, and that would be his last time he would be the, he would record for the role. Well, it's nice that he got to have that final chance, though. Mm-hmm. He, and he did it beforehand with the Legend of the Sanctuary movie. He came back for that as well, and same with the same with all the voice actors. But like I said, like they, like it was really good that like they got all these that they got all these iconic voice actors that I grew up with to do all the voices, and it was really cool. So in presentation wise, it's an A plus. The game save the gameplay is like. But it, it, I find it sad, like you, that the, the version that people should check out is not listed at all. Like, you, like I wish people can pick up the Steam version because the Steam version has like all that stuff and then some. And you can run a you can run on a, a jalopy ass computer and it would run like smooth. Like you can run like if, if you're if you like if you can hook a microwave to a potato, I'm pretty sure that thing you can get a good sixty FPS out of that thing. I, I really like the game a lot. Like I I got a lot of mileage out of it. I'm still getting mileage out of it now actually because I, I do play it pretty often. But it's um it's just one of those games that it really hinges on if you like the characters or not because there's so many characters in Saint Seiya and I, I know we rag on them all the time, but the the um bronze adjacent saints that don't do anything like jabu and geki and as well as the steel saints who were like monsters of the week essentially it's um or sorry the silver saints i apologize it's really interesting to see to be able to to see them and play as them and see their powers and just get to have them be more fleshed out even if it is just in like more of a surface level fleshing out but still we get to see these characters a lot more because a lot of them we never see again or if we do see them again it's like the smallest cameo in the world so i was i i had a lot of fun um playing as geki i really like geki and uh i always forget his name the the poison fang uh white hair each yeah i like to play i like his character design a lot he's kind of creepy character characterization wise he's kind of a creep but i like his character design and his his uh cloth it looks really nice and it's such a shame that he was barely in the show at all. Uh, I know it's actually funny because um, Ichi actually inspired a uh, an armor in Dark Souls. They have they have a version of armor that is poisonous. That when you like roll into people, you poison them, and it's based on Ichi. Oh. Oh, oh, you okay? You know what? You 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 got my attention. You I mean, speaking of video games, like you're you're speaking you're speaking my language. You're speaking my language here now. Thank you very much. I'm like sitting up, like okay, I heard Dark Souls, and like you told me like, oh, 
okay, now I gotta power through that more. <laughs> but because of like the nature of the show, I mean, there you it's not just the the bronze and silver saints, it's also like Poseidon's minions. Once they defeat one and move on, they're kind of just gone. Um, a lot of the Hades minions are the same way. A lot of the, the uh, just basically any villain that's not like the gold saints <laughs> essentially um, are pretty much one and done. It might come back a little bit later, but it's nice to be able, like if you really enjoy somebody's character design or their characterization when they run the show for however long that you can play as them because it has a massive roster it has all the bronze saints, all the silver saints, all the gold saints, you know, everybody in Poseidon's court. Um, I forget. Some of the yeah, Hades. It, it has most of Hades. And it also has most of Hades, and it also has everybody. Also, as an added bonus, it has everybody's from Soul of Gold. Um, Soul of Gold. Yes. Right? So you get so everybody has <laughs> everybody has absurd. I wings. love it. Those are so hard to unlock too. <laughs> they take so long to unlock, but. I'm sure you can guess whose I have unlocked. <laughs> oh no, you haven't unlocked him! Oh, come on, man! You gotta get on that. Gotta get on that. But oh, okay. No, it's actually Camus. Camus is my favorite gold saint. I love Aldebaran, but Camus is the best gold saint. So it, I definitely. I was gonna say I thought you had unlocked Death Mask. Uh, Death Mask I don't like as much in the actual series as I do in Legend of Sanctuary. Legend of Sanctuary, he is just a a doll. He is a treat. He is in... a gift. <laughs> but, but um, I was just gonna say in in the original series, he's just kind of generic bad man. So I I don't care for him as much. Uh, unless you watch the dub, then he sounds like Dracula. Please, please don't. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there, man, yeah, and I'm gonna don't. call it out. I will say this: one last thought on last thought on Soldier Soul. Van Dynam, uh, Van Dynamco, Annalyn Maskey uses realistic game. Get some of the voice actors from the new from the new dub to put in the put in a new English uh, to put it, patch into the English voices. I'll gladly buy the game again if you if or, or I'll buy like a deluxe edition. If you do this again, I am like begging you. Like, I don't mind buying this game again with the prospect of you putting in like the, all the new voice actors from the English version of the game or you, you fixing the translation and actually putting that, that, that background chatter like with like translate that, that stuff. I don't mind. Just find a way to put that game back on, online for like everybody to buy, especially for the Saints, especially since, since now that Saints is a lot more popular than it was when you first released the game. Just, just do it. You, you know, if you don't, you're missing. You're you're missing out on money. On you're missing out on money on the on the ground that you can easily get from 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 us fans, and then some. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people, a lot of the fans will pick non fans will pick it up and see this game and they'll find some sort of crazy way to play this game, like in a tournament or something like that. I like I said like I, I like I said like the gameplay wise is like, mm, but like I really want I I like, presentation wise I think the game itself should be like preserved and I think like if they want if they want to do something with this game they it's now will be a perfect time for them to like do something with it like I said now will be a great time to like do to play in all the English voice acting and just re and re-release the game with like all of that with all that with all the fixings on PC and on like on modern consoles and just do all that just do all that that's all I it's Especially since HD remasters are like the new big thing right now, it would be 
a good time to drop that on us. Not just that too, but it's like now that people, now a lot more people can get a PS5 or an Xbox Series X or anything like that. This will be a good time too to like to reissue that game as well and have it have compat poor compatibility to PS5. And still have and still and still that way you're not like you're not it's like well you can have a cool base game and if you do decide like later on hey I want I want to get some PS5 bam you got a PS5 you, everyone let, load, everything loads instantly everything looks like everything looks incredible in, in, in 8K whatever yada yada yada. Alrighty. And if they wanted to get even more money from us, they could just port over the some of the skins from Awakening and charge us like two dollars a piece for them, and I would buy all of them. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind, as a matter of fact. So speaking of the mobile games, we have a, quite a few mobile games. Uh, let's see here. So we have Saint Seiya uh, Cosmos Salt. And that's a, what? That's a, that's a, that's a patchy slot game, whatever. That was only released in Japan. Um, you're, um, a couple of months later, we had Saint Seiya Big Bang Cosmos, which is a trading card game. That ended support in 2017, unfortunately. Um, Saint Seiya, Cosmo Fantasy. <laughs> when Furry said this to me, my mind blew. It's still available for purchase on the App Store, at least on the uh, iTunes App Store. Yeah, it's still. I, I checked on Android, and it's still on Android also. That game, it was so bad. Like, the trends... I, I literally thought that it was a bootleg game because around the same time, I had been tricked into playing a Digimon bootleg game that was about the same quality, um, that it looked fairly official and had a few... Like, had really good 3D models. And for a mobile game back in the day, it looked really nice. Like, it obviously wasn't anything that you would see on console, but it still looked pretty good for something playing on, like, my iPhone 5 or whatever it was at the time. Um, so, I after I found out the Digimon one was fake, I was really weary of this one. But no, this is an official game. It's just, I don't think they tried for the English version. It, there were so many sections that weren't even translated. Like, you would click on a menu to go to something, and it would take you to the next page, and everything would be in Japanese. And it's like what do I do? Nothing was explained to you. None of the mechanics are explained to you, at least not in English that I could find. A lot of translation errors, a lot of like game ending, like glitches that you could run into for getting into a battle that you shouldn't be in and it would crash it. There was just so much wrong with this game. It was awful. And I played it for a very long time. <laughs> oh no. Uh, it's, it's one thing it's one thing playing like a bad game but playing a bad mobile game like forcing yourself to play a bad mobile game which is free that's that's a that's a whole nother level of like like commitment right there because like but when it comes to like a bad game it's like okay fine you made your bed you brought this for like 50 60 dollars whatever but at any time you could have just been when it comes to a mobile game like that you can, I can just easily uninstall this and we're done but you kept at it so props to you well, with my thing, my thing with mobile games is that it's my way to unwind at the end of the day. Um, usually with puzzle games, but if it's like an anime or a TV show that I like, I'll I'll play that as well. I I just lay in bed for about twenty minutes and I do all the daily stuff that you can do on it, and I get everything that like my regular quest for the day or whatever, and then I turn it off and I go to sleep. 
for a while, uh, for the past, like, almost two years, I've been playing the Agretzko puzzle game, but I just dumped that because they have implemented unskippable ads into everything, and so that I'm not about that life, so done with that game. So now I've moved on to uh, another um, game that I was swindled into playing by somebody on this very podcast, and it's not who you think. Why is everybody looking at me? I I am not going to say that I encouraged it. I just said, I just told you the facts. I said they have skins, they have... I was on the fence, but it wasn't you that convinced me. Oh. So there is a is there, there's an event that will be coming out because it just started in japan for awakening so we'll get it in probably like a year but it's for pirate actually it'll be about three months oh okay well that's a lot sooner than i expected most mobile games like that it takes forever for the japanese events to come over they're very streamlined with the the the, the, the u.s version is actually kind of streamlined they actually kind of like fast forward a lot of things but we'll get to that when we get to that. Then I need to get on getting Aldebaran because I want his pirate skin because <laughs> it looks so good. I knew you would. I knew when I first saw that skin. I'm like, you're this, this has come right for you written all over. It to be fair though, it looked. I looked at a lot of the the skins that they're doing. It looked kind of like they asked Toei like, "Hey, we should do a crossover with One Piece," and they were like, "No." It's so like. Okay, we're just gonna do One Piece without the name <laughs> because they, and I, I know that One Piece doesn't have like uh, the end all be all of pirates, but they do look similar. <laughs> but no, that that's what convinced me to get the game because I want that skin. So, um, it's it's been a process. I'll I'll let uh, I'll let Nuri talk about how you're supposed to play the game, and then I'll talk about how I've struggled with it. <laughs> Well, let me finish up first these mobile games. There's a, there's some, there is more. There's Saint Seiya Galaxy Spirits, which is a role playing game. I actually played the Japanese version of this. It was okay. Oh, there's, there's more. Like I think, like you know, I, I think like this, this, this should have been what Cosmo Fantasy should have been because it's a three D game with like with like RPG elements, and it's like it's good, it's good, but it's just like I, I played it, I'm like there's not really nothing, there's not really much for me. At, at, there was not really much for me at all. And I can clearly tell, like, okay, this this game is clearly out to get my money. So I am so like any game, I, I clearly can tell from like first sight that like they're they're out to get like my money. I don't play because I would rather be, I would rather enjoy the free to play aspects to the to the games. And that game was like really like trying to push like that. That was really trying to push you to like buy this, buy this, buy this. I'm like no, no, I'm not gonna buy this. I'm gonna skip this one game because like I I think it's gonna be a majority of our discussion. Which leads us to our final game, which is Saint Seiya Shining Souls, a fighting game that was released in 2021, closed 2020. Uh, no, it was released in 2020, closed 2021. Ripped. Exactly. No one. I didn't even know about it either. And just one last thing before we go to, the, to that last game, there was a Saint Seiya um, um, MMO game. It was really. It was. It was announced in 2013, uh, 2013, and it was released in China and. Um, um, Southeast Asia in... I don't think it was official. No, it was official. It was all official. And, uh, it was released in 2016 and then 2017 in Europe and then 
that same year, I believe, that's when they just said we're closing the game after like so many years of production. So yeah, and you can like and you can play that game like right now, and you can find like fan servers and stuff like that. You can play that. So that leaves us with the elephant in the room: Saint Seiya Awakening, or is it or or Saint Seiya Tencent, or Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac here in the United States? Or is it known in Japan, Saint Seiya Rising Cosmo? Saint Seiya, give us all your money. Yes. Um. So let me just. So, um, let's let's talk about it, man. Because like I think that's that, that's like the most popular game out of all. Like, if, if there's one Saint Seiya game that I think you should be playing, it's that one. I mean, don't play it. I mean, you can play it if you want, but don't play it because it is very much a play to win game. I'm I'm going to be frank. I'm going to be frank. What drives me crazy cuz we mentioned this sort of with the uh some of the Budokai S games where if you have certain characters they're so OP, every time they come out with a new skin, that is the new OP skin that is so powerful, impossible to defeat. And like for a while it was like the Canon Gemini Saint one was so freaking crazy, overpowered, and you know you could no one like because in the game you have PV you can have PVP battles, and part of that you know if you want to do certain you know upgrades to your characters or if you want to earn other you know if you want to find a quick way to earn gems which are how you purchase the star you know stars which are the ways that you basically the the currency are gems and you use that to buy star gems which are what you you what you uh use to get the character cards and so what drives me crazy is for a while anytime you were in a pvp if somebody had the cannon you're just like well fuck i'm not gonna win <laughs> you're just like i give up because cannon was an AOE. He attacked everybody in the in the in your team, and it was just like if you got them to level eighty, he was undefeated. And then you know the next time they had a, a event, the next per the next one I think was. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it was possibly, uh, Hades, a new Hades skin or something like that. Not a new. I didn't even skin a new Hades card. Super S, SS card. Um, then it was, you know, Loon, and then it was Iacos, and then every time they come out with a new one, that is the new top-tier OP thing. Right now, it's Persephone, which I already have an issue with, because Persephone is never in the series. At no point, not even in Next Dimension, is Persephone a character. And usually, like, I mean... To be fair, they do have some characters who are, like, they have general mooks, they have they have all the silvers, they have, you know, golds and etc. They also include characters from Sentia Show. So, it's not like they come up with random OCs out of nowhere. Obviously, not all the characters are in the same design, because a lot of the Sentia Show girls, they show up in outfits that are not at all reminiscent of their actual canon designs in show they are like katia looks like almost like a genshin impact character with her design it's bizarre 
and Yuzuriha, which is from Lost Canvas, also has a different outfit from what she usually looks like, and I'm so offended by it because Yuzuriha was beautiful in Lost Canvas and they totally destroyed her design. I could get into a whole thing about how all the girls are, unless they're like one of the main girls from the original, they're changed into random designs that are very mobile game design, like very Genshin Impact, etc. So that's my biggest issue with some of the designs. Some of the skins also are bizarre because they don't fit the character. Like for Year of the Tiger, they gave it to Shun. Why? Why is Shun Year of the Tiger? Doko is right there. <laughs> he has the tiger tattoo. He's also Chinese. I know it's lunar. Oh, you, oh, oh, you're gonna give it, you're gonna, you can even give it to Ioria, but... Well, no, you don't need to give it to Ioria, because he has so many other... He recently got a skin where he's, like, in a suit, and I'm just like, why? This man doesn't own a pair of jeans, let alone a suit. Yeah, he's running... But, um... Yeah, he's running around, he's running around the it, sanctuary with when he's, not, he's wearing, like, he's wearing his, like, he's wearing, he's wearing his hand-me-downs. His brother's hand-me-downs. Oh, my God. Anyways... Well, Aoyos wouldn't have a suit either, but he has a skin where he's like, looks like a lawyer. He's got like glasses and a suit and it's bizarre. Anyway, um, like some of the, some of the skins are weird. Some of them are fitting the character. I, I like a lot of the, uh, Pandora always has skins where she's like, a a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an orchestra. You know, she looks like she's in an orchestra. She's in very elegant designs. She's always looks very high society high fashion very pretty very nice i she always i think her designs usually fit her pretty well saoris can be kind of hit and miss a lot of time it's like okay yep we want you're gonna show us her boobs i get it um june has the most skins out of any of the girls and i don't know why <laughs> and i remember, like, I gonna, I remember like, she's not that good in that game she I mean, what her the benefit of June is that she uses her whip and she can um, basically make it so her whip goes through all the characters on your on the opponent team, uh, and so okay. when they get they get hit, they all take damage, even if it's a, a single attack, even if it's a single target, everybody takes damage. So that's the appeal of June at least as the game character. I don't know why she has so many skins. More than Saori. And it drives me bonkers. Because recently, one of my favorite skins that they did for Shiryu was he has a race car skin. Mm -hmm. Where he's in, like, a full, like you know suit and everything like that coveralls he it's so cool because very rarely does shiryu ever get a design where he's not in like some kind of kung fu outfit he always is wearing chinese inspired clothing <laughs> or his saint armor or he's shirtless um in he finally got a more modern uh, non-traditional chinese outfit and it was the race car coveralls which is cool june also got an a outfit where she's like one of the racer girls where she like has the flags and everything why is it june and not shunrei well shunrei has a card but yeah. like it's like young shunrei oh, and no. it's just like oh, 
It's well, it's young Shunrei, and it's like not even a card that you can use in battle. She doesn't do any attacks; she just runs away. Mm. Um, it, it, it's very much for like the appeal of being like cute in like a competition, like because you have like also young Julian Solo, and whenever he appears on the field, one of his bodyguards runs out and runs away with him. And it's so so like they're like kind of kitschy kind of like novelty cards they don't actually do any kind of damage or benefit at all but it that's so they only have young june mm. they don't i mean not young june they only have young shunrei they it, I, it didn't even need to be shunrei in the racer girl outfit it could have been literally anyone because june has 10 million skins why wasn't it like freaking saori or Marin or Shina or anybody else <laughs> if you had to be a girl like or you know they also have uh like Zhao Lin which is one of the girls from uh show I think yeah from show she could have been the racer girl you could have had two of the Chinese characters as racer people and it would have been really cute and so I don't understand but June has so many skins and she drives me crazy because one I I this is horrible to say. I don't care. I don't care about June. <laughs> she is very much in my peripheral vision. <laughs> As a character. As a character, she's not offensive to me. She's fine. But, like, I just don't care enough about her for her to have this many skins. And I don't know if she's popular in Japan or China that she gets these crazy amounts of attention more than, you know, m- more relevant characters. <laughs> But it drives me crazy. Um, like I said, some of the skins are bizarre. And then the only one, it's play to win, like I said, because the new things will be so OP. What I do like is that there's other ways for you to earn some of these new, because it's it's obviously RNG. It's ra- random number generator for whether or not you will get the new character that is the, you know, that's ba- the event is based on when you use your star gems. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And, you know, they also have a thing where if you spend 200 gems, every 200 gems you spend, you get a, you are guaranteed to get an S card or above. So that's nice, but you also are able to, they have uh, puzzle pieces where you can do like certain certain things aren't in events or if you're in a guild you can ask for other guild members for their puzzle pieces of different characters whichever one you want like if like right now i like i said it's persephone so if you have somebody who already has a persephone who already has the persephone um card and she and they happen to have puzzle pieces for her you can say hey this is what i need and they and people in your guild can send you puzzle pieces it takes a while to build up because you need like 150 for certain ones depending on the depending on the rarity it you know obviously so there's other ways for you to earn it and it's really easy to earn gems as well you can do like the daily tasks and whatever so but it's very much a play to win game if you (laughs) want to do the pvp and not get your ass kicked then you have to play to win to get the decent cards. I only do PvP when it's necessary for me to complete it daily, because otherwise I don't do it because I I don't have the cards that are going to win. It just isn't... 
even though I have a lot, I've been playing this game for three years now, probably at least two, maybe three, but I've been playing it for a long time and I have spent money on this game and it's just so frustrating because I have some really decent cards. I have Hades. I have, you know, the double S, you know, Athena. I have double S Thanatos, Hypnos. I have all the, you know, judges of the underworld. I even have Persephone. I have the new one, but it's still crazy how OP some of these cards are that you will never, never win. <laughs> it's so frustrating because there's also people who cheat. I, they, I don't know how they do it, but like you can connect your game to things that you are able to up your crazy amounts of yeah, damage. <laughs> exactly. And it's just insane because people get so hyped up about this game and I'm like, I don't care that much. I just come because it's cute and I like to collect things and, you know, I like to have the characters do little things and the story is fun. You get to play through the story and it's based more on the um, manga than it is the anime because again, no Asgard, no Silver Saints. Um, it also has uh what's the word I'm looking for? It includes, it doesn't include like crystal saints. So you don't have it. Like there's, it goes through Hyoga's backstory and it addresses him being trained by Camu instead of, you know, silver saint or crystal saint, whatever his name was. So, you know, it's good. The stories are okay. Um, sometimes the story itself gets kind of frustrating because you'll be like, I was stuck on, um, a fight between, uh, at the very end of Sanctuary arc, when you're fighting, you know, spoilers, the big bad, you know, the big bad of the big bag of Sanctuary arc because it was so freaking hard. I finally got past it, and now I'm in Hades arc, but it was it was a rough go for a while because I was stuck on it for I want to say probably almost two months, yeah. where I I would change my my team all the time i would upgrade them i would do crazy things where and it was just frustrating but i enjoy it i do like some of the skins like i said it's fun just to see them in different outfits even if they don't necessarily fit um Seiya, shockingly has some of the least amount of outfits out of everybody yeah he, uh, he, he has pretty good ones in my opinion he has some good ones <laughs> his what outfit yeah, Shun has one that's also sim similar to that, and it's cute. Um, I think... Mm, I don't know if sh he... I don't think Shiryu has one he of does. those. All the, all, the, all the Bronze Saints have, the, have that, like... Have, like, a regal... Kind of, like, this really fancy regal kind of, like... Concept. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all, five um, all five main Bronze Saints have that. Yeah. Um, my biggest... My my favorite skin for you know certain characters like Seiya has one where he's a boxer and it's really that's, cute. That's my favorite one. Um, I also because it it reminds me of um, there was a there was a manga way way old manga where it was about boxing and it, he reminds me of the main character from that. Which I if, it's, if you're thinking of, if you're thinking of Rigni Kakero, believe it or not, that's made by the same creator. Yeah, I think it's probably why. Um, then I also, you know, 
one of my favorite outfits for Pandora is the one where it's like Nefertiti skin, where she looks like she's like a Egyptian goddess. It's so pretty. I, <laughs> I'll be honest, I have plans to create it, create that outfit for a cosplay. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm probably also going to do that one. I, I also want to do a Legend of Sanctuary Salary's outfit. Anyway, I, because I, they're cute outfits. It's dress up. I get to look at them and see them and play dress up. I like Saga's, Saga's outfits are strange but i like a lot of them the canon one my favorite one for canon is the one where he's julian's bodyguard like a special secret agent and he has a gun and it's so funny because i'm like it reminds me of that meme that's like you know it has like a super thick book and it says you know it's like something you know this fandom normally and then it has like a much smaller book and it's like if x character had a gun that would be that would be saint seiya saint seiya if canon had a gun yeah, there, would be so, there would be so much things resolved uh, i don't know if it'd be resolved there'd still be problems but it'd be a but it'd be a much shorter series or it could be a complete opposite it's like there's already a thick book as is and it's like the next book the next image is like three times as big as Oh my god. No, that'd be that that'd be if Seiya had a gun. Oh god. Oh god, that, that reminds me of like that, that reminds me they just shut off more, more more footage of um of Contra Contra of Contra uh, returns with Seiya skins. And it's exactly what I thought it's exactly what I what I said it was. It's just Seiya with a fucking machine gun. I, I don't I don't trust any I don't trust most people with guns, I'll be honest. I especially don't trust Seiya. a 15-year-old with brain damage with a gun. Exactly. But anyways, anyways, um, I, I, um, one last thing, because I, I do want us to go on really quick. Um, which... I didn't get to talk about my experience with the game. <laughs> Sorry, I talked a lot about the game. No. <laughs> No, so I I got bullied. I got cyber bullied into playing this game by my friends, um, and the irony was not lost on me that it, the first time that I drew characters, I got Shura, who um, I famously forgot existed. As you deserve, episode. and he's actually a great uh, card when you're first starting out. By the way, um, I am sailing through the game right now because he does about like thirty oh, thousand yeah, damage. Great. Like he's great. So you know what? You don't deserve him. And he, and so I just, I just take out the boss characters. I I have uh I have Shiryu use his protect, so he'll like take all the damage for him. And I just I just have him take out all the boss characters and just sail through the game. I'm already halfway through Sanctuary. Um, I I think I'm about to fight Camus next. I just I'm kind of taking my time, but yeah, I the the pull rates in the game are frustratingly low. Um, my biggest complaint is how convoluted it is like so the game is designed for you to spend money on it or, or mobile games in general are so why does this game make it so hard for me to give them my money because i want to do more pulls i want to make sure that i have taurus so i want to either get all of the puzzle pieces or get a card of taurus before the event comes out so i can get a skin as well why is why do I have to go in and buy gem or uh, not gems? I have to buy diamonds and then use my diamonds 
to buy gems. Why can't I just buy gems? Like, why don't they stream like that? There, there's a couple of, like, packs that you can buy, like, $5, and you get a bundle of items, and it'll have a couple of gems in there. But why can't I just go in and buy, like, 30 gems? Why do I have to buy diamonds and then use my diamonds to buy gems? That's too convoluted for me. So I haven't spent any money on it yet. Um, I was actually contemplating giving up because I had saved up a lot of diamonds, like enough to do like 30 pulls or so, and I didn't get anything. And I had 100 diamonds left over. And I was like, I'll just do one more pull. And then I got Poseidon. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll keep playing then. I guess. Yeah, they, they it feels like they do that a lot. Um, They actually, every once in a while, they'll have an event where they have Lucky Cat, which is like you can put in so many gems and you can either get back the same amount you put in or more. It's like a uh, slot machine thing. And I did that, and I currently have 530 gems. <laughs> I have zero right now, because I used all of them to get freaking Poseidon. Wow, that was so sharp. That was very pissed off. Character I didn't even want, but he's useful-ish. And then I... He's great, and he's beautiful. Shut up! His powers are really weird. Like, you have to, like triple tap on one of his attacks to use it and i'm like why though like what's why can't i just click it once like it's weird and then i got aphrodite for free who um a, another one of my complaints with the game is that it might be in there somewhere but i wish that it would better explain what all the attacks do because aphrodite obviously is doing like some kind of status effects because like there's icons that pop up over their heads every time i attack with the different attacks and it does, like, very, very minuscule damage. But it doesn't tell me what any of those are. So I don't know what benefits it is. So I'm just, like, with Aphrodite, I'm just clicking buttons. Um, well, what you can do, you, you can hold your finger over the attack and it will come up with a little box that will explain what it does. Uh, see, it, it didn't tell me that anywhere. So now I'll have to go and check out what that does. But I, I also have, um, uh, the... It's not the gold armor. I can't think of what it calls it. It's like the orangish gold armor that Iki has, where it's like his like Phoenix Risen armor or something like that. Th that's the manga version, yeah. Yeah, where like he attacks and does like two thirds of his health when he attacks. <laughs> oh god, my team right now is garbage except for Shun <laughs> or uh, um, Shira. But yeah, that that's just my experience. I the. It, right now I'm still in the honeymoon phase where it's just throwing crap at me, like throwing diamonds at me and throwing experience at me because they, they, uh, gotcha games do that early in whenever you first start playing, they'll throw the in-game currency at you. They'll throw, uh, skins and characters and stuff like that to keep you playing until you've become addicted to it. And then they stop giving out stuff like that, like all the time. So I'm ready for the the diamonds to slow down, but I definitely abused the ones that I got while I had them. I have a question for you guys, really quick. What version of the game are you guys playing? I have iPhone. I don't know if that's what you mean. Oh, oh okay. Let me rephrase it. What region of the game are you playing on? Yeah, North American. Okay. All right. That's That explains a lot of what's going on here because... My experience with the game is I actually played the game when it was in uh, the Singapore version of the game. When it first came out in Singapore, it was actually in English. And that was like three years before the game came out here in the United States. And I was playing it. And I got a lot of characters. A 
butt ton of like like I think I got most of the gold saints. I got most of the, most of like the most of the deities. I got all I got like everybody. I got everybody because it was like they're more generous in other parts of the world when it comes to gacha. So if you if you really want to pick up the game, you're better off playing the game and you get better off getting at the, the Southeast Asian version of the game because I the drop rates in those game in that version way more generous because I played the I played the, the North American version. I, I just want to just bang my head at the wall and I just want to give up. But then I then I, then I look and I realize like oh yeah I have the. I have my um, Southeast Asian version um, um, one, and it's like they literally are just giving me all these characters. Like, like they're like, the, the drop rates are way more skewed in favor of giving you stuff in other parts of the world. Well, like for example, here in the United States, they want to just take your fucking money. I I just wish that that Awakening was more transparent with its pull rates, because a lot of other gotcha games that I've played when they're doing like a banner for a specific character like uh we just had persephone and actually i think yesterday the day before it switched over to like athena's guard and it's like moo and two other gold saints combined into one card well that's it's the athena's exclamation from hades yeah it's moo it's uh, milo and it's uh owlidia yeah so it's all three of them in one card and so that's the new, like, uh, red, double, triple S, whatever card that you're trying to get. In every other gacha game that I've played, um, except for Genshin Impact, but Genshin Impact is an abomination. Do not come for me or at me. Um, in every other gacha game that I've played, it's been like, if you spend so many gems, and it's usually a ridiculously high amount of gems, you'll be guaranteed to get this character. Like, there was a, a game that I played, it was like a, um, like a gay dating sim game called Gai, and it was very, it was like that, like, if you spent 100 gems on this banner, you were guaranteed to get the main character from the banner. Like, you might get him, if you're super lucky, like a 0.01% chance or whatever before then, but if you spend all these gems, then you, you're guaranteed to get him. And getting 100 gems was very, very difficult. Like, that game was very stingy. Unless you're paying and they were expensive, then you got them super, super slowly. So a lot of people just save up all of their gems for the character that they want, like the banner that they want to come back around. But this game, it's just like, I feel like I could spend, you know, 500 gems on something and not get the banner because it's the pull rates are low and there's no guarantee that you'll get it. And it's just, it's a little bit frustrating. I wish, I wish it was a little bit more transparent. Yeah, that that's how it was with a. Yeah, I had that same experience with the Kingdom Hearts um, X key game, where if you spent so much, it would automatically can promise to give you whatever was the new medal. And so that's what I I came into Saint Seiya Awakening under that same impression, being like, okay, I can just, you know, spend so much of the because I, I was also saving up my my star gems to be like, okay, I'll just save up my gems for because I because I would look at the Japanese and be like, okay, I know that this one is coming out and I want that card, so I'll just save it up and then I'll just you know eventually get it automatically. No, it's not like that. So that does suck. Yeah, like I said, like in other parts of the world. It's actually they're a lot. We're way more generous with that. So it's like, <clears throat> unfortunately, I, I kind of wish I would have told you guys sooner about that because like 
that would have saved a lot of frustrations with the, with you with with this because like I think um like I, I like I said like the 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 North American version of the game is just it's it's broken and I kind of wish that they fix they find a way to like fix the drop rates and then in other parts of the world it's it's actually a lot more generous but I do agree it's like like I I play Fire Emblem Awakenings and they'll tell you like okay you have this much. They give you like this is your rate of like you got a five percent chance, a ten percent chance, and a twenty percent chance, yada 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 of like of, of getting this, and this is what you're gonna get if you do this. In here, it's just like it's a crapshoot. You don't know what you're gonna get at the end of the day. You know, uh, are you gonna get are you gonna get a good card? Are you gonna get a bad card? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like there's no there's no real and there's no incentive either for you to to um. To put in to put in money for it either. So like you said, there's there's like there, like there's no like after twenty after like a hundred uh pulls you get a guaranteed um double S pull and you're in that and, and in that and that and that's one of the ways that they that they would get you in those type of gotcha games. It's like to get you to pay to put in money is like at your your you have a guarantee at a certain point, and they don't have that in Saints um, Awakening. Yeah, and I mean like also if you want to power up your character's abilities the abilities you need doubles of cards like the the only way to power up their abilities is if you have doubles so for like the lower tier cards like the b's and a's it's not that hard like my i pulled like four or five marins so my marin is ridiculous right now for the point in the game that i'm at is she's a, a freaking boss like <laughs> but um like as far as my s and double s is like who knows when I'm going to be able to power them up again? Because yeah, it that that's the one that I agree that that's what's so frustrating is like I wish I could even just use like even if I don't have a, a duplicate of the card to upgrade it, I wish I could use like the puzzle pieces or something like some alternative. I think too, it's like I think because they they don't want like PVP players when they um use that stuff and they like you know when they use that stuff and they um. If they, if there's other ways you can power up your characters and they can, they can, so, they can you know, so they're already OP as is, you're gonna have them already too OP as when you start doing P. I'm not even asking for the big OP ones. I'm not even asking for the double or triple S. I just have like, I have um, what is his name? Freaking, um, my God, I, I'm going through like the houses in my head. Shaka. Shaka's not even a hard thing to pull, but, like, because I know people who have, like, a fully modified, upgraded Shaka. I pulled him once, and so, like, he's my weakest gold saint because I just have no way to upgrade his stats. And I'm like, and people are like, oh, you need to use Shaka. I'm like, my Shaka is bullshit. He sucks. Yeah, so like I said, like right now, like the, the, the like the season awakening. Well, it's still well. I I, I like here's in, in in the game's defense is actually a good game. It's a good game. Like like structurally, it's a very good game. Like I actually like as someone that that plays a lot of video games, structurally, it's a very good game. Like I I actually really do enjoy the game a lot as like a, like an actual gameplay game. Like it's a really good game. Um, as like a gotcha game. Depends on where I play it. I'll, I'll, I'm a little bit more, a little bit more forgiving. If I'm playing, if I'm playing my old account, my old South, my Southeast Asian account, I'm like, I'm a little, where they're a little bit more generous. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more favorable. If I'm playing the one in North America, I want to like, I want to jump out the, I want to jump out the window. 
And um, the only thing that bugs me still is like, can can the guy that Tencent can the guy that Tencent um pay for some for some uh, someone to like proofread? Oh my god! Right? Yeah, the dialogue sometimes is bizarre, and then there's tons of spelling errors. Also, I I there has been a lot of controversy with the game whenever they do a fan art contest because inevitably somebody will submit a design for the fan art contest where they can make it into a new skin and one of the top tier ones will either be will either have a bunch of sock puppets or people cheating to get it to the top two or one of them will be stolen art like it was with the canon one a couple months like a year ago and people get mad. They're just like, how do they not know it's stolen art? And I'm like, one, because they're based in China. And a lot of the times it's, you know, they can't monitor the entire t internet. <laughs> you know, and so people will be like, they should have been vetted more. They should have vetted these designs more carefully. And it's just like, they can't be everywhere. They don't know what every fan artist has ever done in their life. If somebody, they have to take it with the assumption that these people are being honest. <laughs> Don't get mad at them because they happen to have hope for humanity. Yeah, and not just that, too. You gotta, you gotta realize that they're, they're a multi-billion dollar company, Tencent, so, and they got other games they gotta worry about as well. So it's like, it's not just Saint Seiya. It's like, Tencent's like, they have their, hand, they have their hands on like most of the mobile market in China. So it's like, like, like for like, and I'm pretty sure for them, it's a drop in the bucket for them if if, uh, if something happens. So it's like, eh, whatever. Like stolen art, whatever. Like, I know, I know, it's, I know it sounds dismissive, but that sort of the mentality when you like when you have to like so many projects and so many of them would make more than the Saint Seiya. So it's like, so the Saint Seiya would not be a top priority for them for them when it comes to like doing like vetting and stuff like that when it comes to stuff like that. So. Yeah, so you you will encounter stuff like that because like it's it's it, because like the, it's it's a lot of things, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of variety of Saint Seiya games. There's still a lot more that that I kind of want to leave for yet another episode because like we haven't talked about like the crossover games, and like the more esoteric stuff. Because I was I was looking through a list and like LCD games. You guys want to talk about LCD games? You guys, guys want to talk some some Tiger Electronic? <laughs> Beeps and boops. Like, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. So, like, I'm gonna leave that for like yet another episode because, like, I have some, I have a few opinions on some of the, the some of the, um, some of, of some of the team up games as well. So, we'll we'll leave our conversation here for right now. The mobile games are really good. The console games are really good. We need we need to bring back Saint Sale, um, Brave um, Brave Soldiers to to modern consoles, um. Play the Southeast Asian version of of Saint Seiya Awakening if you can, because they're more generous with your drops, and you know have fun. However, however you enjoy Saint Seiya when it comes to video games, because like there's a lot of good video games, there's a lot of bad video games, but there's equally amount of good video games in, in the world of Saint Seiya, in my opinion. <sighs> with that said, guys, why don't we why don't we get on to our main topic here? Why don't we talk about the first Saint Seiya movie? The, the evil goddess Ares, as they call it, because it's just it's just called Saint Seiya the movie, but it's like it has the but like nowadays it has the subtitle of the evil goddess Ares. So, why don't we get on, you guys want to get on that? Um, I just want to say that I was told I would never have to see the annoying orphan children again, and I feel betrayed. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord, yes. Yeah, so let's let's get started here. It's like 
Um, so the movie starts and it's just like we're with the we're with those gosh darn. No, actually no. The movie starts with a, with, an, with an epilogue. Uh, no, it starts with a prologue. It it, it, just, it just tells you like what a saint is and yada yada yada. And then you know, smash cut to the theme song. Yeah, I found that very bizarre. Like so. I don't know the context of the Japanese release of this movie. Um, I probably should have done a little bit more research on, on that. I can give it to you as a matter of fact. I can I, I can say that right now as a matter of fact. Now that now that now you bring that up, so it was released as a they released four. It was released kind of like as a, a as like a it was released kind of like a as a package, and it was it was packaged in with four of the movie with three other movies. Saint Seiya. The second Dragon Ball movie, The Sleeping Princess in the Demon's Castle, um, the Five Man movie, and the and the Chojin Metaller movie. Yes, Toots. Five Man Metalder. Yes, yeah, so it was squished in with like a, with two Tokusatsu movies and a Dragon Ball movie. And to give you context on where they are time wise, the movie was released on June eighteenth, nineteen eighty seven. So that would have put us. That would put it in episode. 32. But what are, what does Meenan, though, about, like, the context for the show, though? Like, when... Uh, number one, this is the first anime movie that I've seen that just straight up uses the theme song from the show in the movie. Um, which, I mean, they own the rights to it. It's a banging song. Go ahead. But every other time that I've seen a show use it, or a movie use the theme song from the show... We get some kind of original animation to go along with it, but this is just straight up the intro to the anime, so it's it's kind of jarring in in that aspect because I was really hoping that uh, I I understand this was most likely one of those because you said it was paired with a bunch of other movies, one of those roadshow like summer fest movies because it yes it was yeah because it's so short and so I'm sure it didn't have a huge budget but like it it felt like they didn't care a whole lot about this movie because the animation seems so off even for the show like this seems like it was an afterthought something they had to produce and get it out there and it didn't feel like it had the same tender love and care that the series did that just from me watching and and me paying so much attention to the animation but that it was just so weird having that opening theme frame for frame exactly how it is on the tv show nothing unique nothing changed we didn't even get an extended version where we got to hear like the second verse or something it was just straight up like watching an episode of the show so it was very bizarre all right so after that we get onto the actual movie itself we cut to the <laughs> orphanage <laughs> these children i swear to god I feel bad to be like, I hate children, but I don't like these children. Like, they're just loud and obnoxious. Like, and then... And they're, they're extra loud and extra obnoxious in this particular movie. The, one of them runs out into the street and, like, in resident new girl... Aerie. Aerie, here only for the movie to serve as the antagonist. <laughs> I'm like... God, I it, like one of them runs out into the road, and she you know she goes after him to stop him and prevent him from being run over. And I'm like, just let him ha just let it happen, just let him get hit, please. One less. He's the most annoying one out of any of them. We're not gonna miss him. We're not. No one's gonna miss him at all. He's an orphan, anyways. Exactly. Like they're orphans. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, anyways. 
Uh, but no, like, so, yeah, Hyoga saves her via the power of watermelons. Um, and I will not explain any further. You'll have to watch it to understand. <laughs> okay well i will because i remember like i i remember watching this and i forgot because i forgot kind of like how the beginning of this movie begins just because i very much was like oh yeah the children are there so i think i blocked it out largely (laughs) but um so like you just see like the cars careening towards them and then you see a uh watermelon go flying and it lands in the wheel well and you just see the wheel wheel like spinning and you're just like and i was for like literally like five seconds i'm like are they trying to say a watermelon stopped a speeding car and then it then it shows up that hyoga's there and he actually stopped it himself he just happened like i guess one just got thrown by accident it fell out of his bag or whatever i don't know i I don't know if he threw it in there to maybe try to slow it down before he used the power of he-man saint powers to stop it but anyway he saves her and the child and then if he had not if he had not done that one we would have one less child and two this whole movie wouldn't have happened so thank you Yoga. this is your fault <laughs> yeah it, i i i aptly call this movie Hyoga's tinder date gone completely wrong <laughs> well i i mean yeah and then stuff happens Ari, i i feel bad for Ari because she's like crushing on Hyoga, and i mean if you've seen if you see the TV series, Hyoga and Shun are kind of a done deal. So I'm I'm sorry, lady. I I personally have my own opinion about <laughs> Hyoga. I think he's bi. I mean, he has a thing for Freya in Asgard arc. Well, he's in love with Shun, and that's all I will accept. I I actually prefer Hyoga and Iki, but whatever. We ain't going to get into this conversation right now. We need to talk about this movie. Um, but you know, so he saves her and like for some reason they seem to like have like this weird misconnection thing where <laughs> she's like all you know doe-eyed and flustered about him and he's just like oh it's a girl who looks like my mom and i'm like yoga please go to therapy <laughs> sigmund freud sigmund freud sigmund freud would have a, would, have, would have a field day with you yoga what drives me crazy so Shiri was not there for some reason. Everybody goes... Well, Iki... Oh, oh, we'll get to him later. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him later. What drives me crazy is they're at the orphanage. Shiri is not there, I'm assuming, because he had better things to do. Um, Iki's not there because he also had better things to do. Why is Saori there? Why is she at the orphanage? And she's just, like, sitting there. She's just sitting there like, oh, you know those boys. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, you have no connection to any of these people. You don't know Miho. Miho would probably hate you because you're trying to steal her man. Like, you, your grandfather took these children from this orphanage and turned them in, and, like, had them cold in freaking crazy training exercises across the globe nobody wants you there sorry <laughs> why are you here maybe he's all maybe she's all like you know what maybe i should be I, maybe i should be with the mud people maybe i maybe i want to be the common folk she's doing that undercover boss show they don't know that she's she's the one paying for everything at the orphanage he's like i'm just waiting for you guys to pick up my starbucks order uh so yeah we we cut to we cut to like all the kids just being annoying little annoying little shits and then we got another exposition dump like wondering because like it's another it, i also realized was like this is just this is just them just talking about like this this is just them talking to the audience isn't it they're just saying what a cosmo is what is it all about this and that i'm like 
you just you just talking you just talking you just talking you just talking to the parents who are who I'm pretty sure are half asleep at this point watching this movie. Coming from coming from somebody who has watched a lot of TV series movies lately, I appreciate this, even though it was. <laughs> I appreciated it. Uh, me, if you had listened to one of the recent episodes of Ancient Anime with me and KRF when we talked about Tenchi, you would know that this is actually a gift. Because yes. if you haven't watched this shit in like ten or fifteen years, you have no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah, it, the, I, I appreciate the exposition, even though it was very clunky, and they tried to make it a part of the story, but ended up just like explaining information to people who already knew what they were talking about so it was a little too obvious what that they were like explaining it to the audience it wasn't integrated well but i appreciate that it was there because it it could be like it like say especially in the climate that we're in right now where there's so little saint Seiya that is legally watchable in the u.s if we were, like, say we were encouraging people to go watch it and all they could find was this movie and this was their first experience. Which is sadly the, sadly the case right now. Yeah. It's this and Lost Canvas is basically all you get. The movies and Lost Canvas at this point and Hades. And you don't want to jump straight into Hades. <laughs> um, not that I would know, apparently, because I don't watch it. God, that's never going to end, is it? But no, the, the exposition is good. The exposition is, is needed in a movie setting just coming from experience very recent traumatic experience okay i'll give you that much but it, it just like but I, like i said like it's just one of the things where it's like they might as well just point it they might as well they might as well just say hey parents this is what this is what this is all about this is what your kids are obsessed with yeah this is what they this is what they're all about so you can be hip and talk to them about talk to them about that talk about that stuff with them as well at the very least you can watch this movie and not be bored out of your mind how could you be bored out of your mind with such memorable characters as Southern Cross? Listen. <laughs> and and Sag Sagittarius Maya. Okay, first of all, what drives don't, do not because I happen to like his design. Southern Cross is also important in Omega, not that particular design, but Southern Cross is an important character in Omega, so I, I will stand by. <laughs> Um, Southern, I am a Southern Cross fan. I'm Stan. He also looks exactly like Radamanthus. Actually, because he has a unibrow. So I am on team Southern Cross. I just want you to know. Like, what drives me crazy, so, like, after this whole situation where he, where Hyoga saves Aerie from being turned into asphalt, um, she, like, later on that night, they're just, like, talking outside, and she, like, has this weird moment where, like, there's a shooting star, but it's not a shooting star, it's something else. And so she just stands there and, like, has this moment, and he's just like, okay, because she's like, no, I'll, you know, go ahead inside, and I'll, you know, I'll be in in a minute. And he just, like, leaves her on the side of a road. <laughs> you just saw her almost get run over earlier. He just, I, 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 was, I thought the same thing. It's like, she's like, I'm going to go wander around the woods. And he's like, have fun. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't even go into the woods. The, like, so she, like she sees something in the sky. It's a, they think it's a shooting star. Turns out it's a magical golden apple, which by the way, they will not explain for like another 15 minutes. She happens to, for some reason, somehow follow this apple 
to where we don't know because it's not the woods because they show her on an island because they show the water around the island and a boat as she walks she like walks off the beach that there was a boat where did she get this boat where is this island are we still in japan why does japan have random greek ruins in it and so she walks she walks through the woods of this island and she's like her hair is falling down and everything she turns into she gets possessed by the soul of eris with this golden apple and by the way this is not explained and then like people start coming out of coffins and stuff like that it's these golden it's like these saints that are now her lackeys and then (laughs) what what you what you forgot though is that like as like the from from the time she starts talking to hyoga to the time she finally gets there which is a good like three or four minutes it, it it keeps cutting to like these corpses that are like starting to slowly reanimate and it just cuts to them over and over and over and over again and i'm just like can we just figure out who these people are already like you like we get it we get it these corpses are coming back to life you could have showed us like one or two times and that would have been perfect but no and then like it's so anticlimactic when she finally gets there and they get reanimated it's like oh it's like a few silver saints or something like okay whatever yeah it's some rando saints and like these are also like dead rando saints so they're not even like saints that are relevant to this current time period they're dead and they're reanimated and i'm like why does eris have control over saints that makes no sense because like i'll be honest in saintia's show they have eris show up as the main villain and she has her own crew they're of dryads those are her people that makes sense um in hades hades has the specters in poseidon he has the marinas why does eris get saints she just up and jacked them she's like yo they're mine now like how i guess like by the way here's your new paychecks guys you're just gonna be working with me now I guess. And so, you know, Aerie becomes possessed by Eris. Who could have seen this possibly coming? Um, then, at, like, s- smash cut. The next day, Saori is out being a rich lady, doing rich lady things, riding a horse in her, the woods. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> Why in the woods, Saori? Don't you have a track or somewhere that's not the woods where a horse could fall and break its leg. By the way, the horse does break its leg. Shun says the horse's leg is broken. So confirm the horse is dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, it's glue. It's glue. It's glue, guys. Sorry. The, the horse is almost certainly dead. So Saori's out there and she like, her horse gets scared and she, and she sees Aries, Aerie, and she's like, it's Aerie. And then she's like, but no, I'm not. And then she kidnaps her and it's, um, and you know whatever steals her the horse is sitting there with its broken leg later on they're like i don't know where salary went i can't believe she was just riding her horse it's been hours surely she'd be back by now and i'm just like i don't know she does whatever she kind of wants i'm surprised none of you went with her yeah why didn't jabu go with her why jabu's not even jabu sir appearing not appearing in this film yeah sir's not appearing in this film yeah but he but that's like her lackey that he should have been with her yeah, anyways. The next is the most frustrating part because they just kind of, she announces her plans. Yeah, Ari basically, um, Eris, like, has Saori, and she's just like, haha, I'm Eris. And Saori is just like, oh no, Eris with the chaotic apple who is evil and, like, gives us this whole, and she's just, and then I'm like, how, are we, how do you know this, Saori? You didn't even know that you were Athena until, like, 
two months ago. But then she's just like, oh yeah, you're evil and you will come by every thousand years or something like that and try and reclaim the world. And then Aerie's like, yeah, by the way, I'm gonna announce my evil plan to your to your posse. No, 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 like, no, no, no. This is what happens first. <laughs> this is what this is what she does first. She's like, she she literally gives a whole. You will you'll never you'll, you'll never uh, you'll never win. My saints will come by and save me. Well, oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna announce it to them where I where you're at. Like, right? You idiot! That, that made me so mad because like her the the crux of her plan is that it's in like at the at when the sun rises in the morning or whatever she'll permanently be there and Sayori be dead. Like she'll be able to inhabit the world permanently instead of being like a specter person. So why tell literally the only people that can stop you? Why announce to them? That's like going. That's like that episode of Futurama where they became superheroes. <laughs> and the bad guy let them know he's like at exactly eleven a.m. I'm gonna rob this museum. It's like so they're ready for him. <laughs> What's the point? I yeah, I don't understand Eris's whole situation. No, like, dear Christ. Like, I guess you. I guess the argument is like, oh, she's chaos. She wants to cause chaos. And I'm like, yeah, but she still should be more intelligent if she's like, does she want to wait another thousand years? Is she like, I actually don't want to do this. I'm just saying this because it's kind of my job. And if I don't do it, I get in trouble. Like, are you phoning it in, Aries? And then, and then she like sends a laser guided missile to Salary's house to be like, hey, this is where I'm at. Come get her. Yeah, she she comes and she she opens like bitch. yeah. She's like she literally sends like a she literally like lasers and graffitis her their, their fucking house. And the the best part, the part that I lost it at, is all of a sudden here's fucking Shiryu. He's like, hey, what's happening, guys? Yeah, where did you come from, Shiryu? Like, what you, what, what were you doing? Okay, so if this is 1986, what the fuck were you doing? You watching Star Trek: The Next Generation or something? That first season no, sucks. The next generation wasn't even in '86. That was like '87. You was watching freaking GI Joe or some shit. I guess, but he wasn't even like God. It's like all this comedy of noise and stuff. And he's all like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Like, I don't know if this was supposed to be. Like, I, I'm under the impression this was not taking place during the Galaxian Wars. So it's not like he was in the middle of a, you know, cage match with. Nachi or something where he would have a reason to not be at the orphanage and, and then show up later randomly so like I don't know why he just randomly shows up and he's just like hey yeah by the way I'm here I guess we're gonna go do something now and I was just like she do why I mean I understand not going to the orphanage I also would be like eh, no I'm cool I, I don't want to go you guys can have fun there's reruns to watch on TV oh, there's reruns on TV man for god's sakes I don't want to miss all these reruns I would rather have I would rather be watching an old TV show than deal with those kids so they all are like, well, we got to go to this island where Ari is and save Athena. You know, time to go do our job. And Shun, of course, is like, oh, I wish Iki was here. And I'm just like, don't worry. He'll show up in about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's just, it's, you're, you're just like, you just, all you need to do is wait. That's all you need to do. And so, so yeah. I, I have a question, which is, it, there's no answer to it. But they get there and they immediately split up. Why? Because I, I understand it's so they can have one on one fights because that's the whole crux of the show is that the oh, I asked the, that too. Trust me, these one on one fights with the saints, but they like logically they know where she is, 
it's not like this island they is also active. know that she's like in danger and that they're going to be attacked why would they not stick together yeah like logically why wouldn't they all stick together and it's like the you can see as you approach the island the layout it's it's very similar to the 12 houses i think but i think it's just like three or four uh of the like little monuments like but it's like an upward path like it's very obvious where they need to go why why even split up like just go together but no of course they split up because then how would they get their asses kicked fighting these dead saints that have no clear indication of what level they are or how powerful they are but they could still take on you know the main characters for whatever reason Mm-hmm. well i know um southern cross and lyra are technically silvers based on characters that show up later well and it's so funny because um lyra Orpheus, like I know that he was cre the the design and everything was created for this for this movie. It's hilarious to me that later on there is Orpheus Lyra who is in a very similar design. Who <laughs> actually up okay? So there's there's an explanation for that actually. There is an explanation for that. Grumina actually designed all these saints, so like the, all their all their armors and everything, all all of them have like all of them have like that 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 design where it's like it can be split apart and be and made, made into an object. And he liked the design so much of Orpheus that he they he ended up using it in the series. Uh, well, that doesn't shock me. I mean, I mean, don't broke what ain't you know, don't fix what ain't broken. But at the same time, it was just like okay, alrighty, Orpheus, and um. You can always tell who's going to fight who. Mm -hmm. Like, you're you're just like, oh, all right. Well, Orpheus is the pretty one that's kind of feminine. He's going to be for Shun. Because um, <laughs> Shun always has to fight the musical ones. Yeah. Like in Poseidon arc, he also fights Sorrento, who has a flute. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I think he also fights Mine in Asgard, who, has, who yes. also has a harp. Yes, he does. I'm like, I'm like, Shun, do you just hate music? Well, like, I, I was really excited that uh, Hyoga got to fight Daddy. I, I'm Daddy. I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm, I'm sorry, Daddy. Oh God, sorry. Daddy, Dad. I'm sorry, Daddy. Southern Cross, Daddy. Sorry, I'm sorry, Daddy. Hyoga got to fight Southern Cross, and I was very well. That's excited because he's that. that's because he's Russian. <laughs> uh huh. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I I mean, it is. It's because he's Russian. I didn't pick up on that at all, but I was just that's very fine. happy. I, I just picked up the thought too, so don't worry about it. But, but like this fight in particular, so all the fights essentially follow the same formula. They get their asses kicked until they don't. Except for Shun, who gets saved by Iki and it pisses me off because Shun is the only one that doesn't defeat his own enemy and it just Unfortunately, anyway. past season one, past the Galaxian Wars, Shun is constantly, constantly well. Not even Galaxian. Past Sanctuary Arc, Shun turns into this, like, he constantly has to be saved by Iki. He never can finish his own fight, which drives me bonkers. Because Shun is canonly one of the strongest characters. He, yeah. like, spoilers! <laughs> like, I just, come on. It, it just it, it irritated me. But but the, the most irritating thing, I kind of touched on it earlier is that this movie, it just felt like there wasn't as much care as the series was put into it. And the fight when, with Hyoga and Southern Cross was probably the most egregious to me. At least it stuck out the most to me. 
because there's an instance where Southern Cross um, punches him or strikes him in the chest and shatters his chest plate. And the chest plate goes back and forth between being shattered and not shattered constantly throughout the rest of the fight. And it's like, yeah. it, I could understand in like a like a live action show that happening because the shots are not shot in order. And so like a, if a character is bloodied up in one scene and not in the other and then it goes back and forth, I it, that's because the editors made a mistake with their editing. They, they just straight up forgot to animate that he didn't have a chest plate anymore. <laughs> like like it was just shattered. And it, it just bothered me so bad because they made such a point to show that the like super detailed like crippling of his armor and it flaking off in pieces and leaving a big crater. And then the very next shot, he's just back to normal. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? And then two shots later, it's it's crushed in again. And it, it doesn't feel like they put a lot of tender love and care that I'm so used to seeing in the show regularly. Like the show does have animation errors, but it feel it has that charm of the the cell drawn animation and they put a lot of attention into it. And this just felt kind of phoned in all around. Like all all five of these fights leading up to them getting to Eris just seems so phoned in and predictable. Yeah, that that's how Shiryu I felt about took the shirt off. Yeah, Shiryu was, was. Yeah, Shiryu was upset with Shiryu's. Shiryu uh, essentially, uh, Shiryu was essentially just, hey, we know, we know, we know what sells. We'll, we'll just get rid of the armor right away. This well, is... it felt like so disingenuous because Shiryu's, like, like I said, there's a, there's very much a formula with who fights who. Again, you know, Shun fighting the musician, Yoga fighting cross and everything like that she to use i'm just like this doesn't fit <laughs> this doesn't fit the trope of she to use role he usually fights the big beefy man which technically would be cross but cross has to be with yoga like he constantly like when you think when i think of she to use fights he fights you know like he usually fights the more physical because he's he because he is more of a physical person anyway again he takes his shirt off he is very much about strength over necessarily technique even though he uses his rising dragon all the time that's like his go-to move he is about overpowering versus you know being quick or speedy or having some other kind of trick that he has that he uses you know it's more about like he's very direct and blunt with his approach with fights i think of his fight with um shura was very much about matching strength for strength his fight in um asgard was also he fought the guy with a sword and everything like that and then in um poseidon he fought krishna and stuff like that he's always fought like kind of the powerhouse of the other team and so it was bizarre that he this did not feel like it fit that mold. Hmm. All right. I have written down, and I'm not, I don't remember what made me feel this way other than just a general feeling, but um, I have written down that Jaeger is the Walmart brand icky. Do with that information what you will. It is the great, he is the great value icky. <laughs> he is great value icky. Like, he, he, he is badass, but then when you compare him to, like, it's like when you compare fruit rings to fruit loops, like, yeah, like if you've only ever had fruit rings, of course they're great, but then you try fruit loops and it's like my life was a lie. What, what happened? 
<laughs> but it's essentially it's yeah so because of the time constraints of these movies these fights don't really pan out and they're not that yeah, and really if you think, and if you're thinking for one minute, we're skipping around any any other details. No, we're not. Literally, literally, they get to the yeah. island, and then we get then we're then we're getting to the fighting. This is literally what happens. They step on the island, they split up, and then uh, Saya is immediately ambushed. <laughs> Why am I not and surprised? It, just, it goes through them one by one. It goes Saya's first, then Hyoga, then Shiryu, then Shun slash Iki, then Iki again, then Iki a third time. Mm-hmm. and then say it again and then the, the movie's over basically like it it's very rushed because they had such a small run time so i i feel like if they wanted to do this movie well or better i guess because it's not necessarily a bad movie it's just it's just a short movie that i feel like they should have either cut out all the nonsense at the beginning with the orphans and with making us give a crap about Eris because at the end of at the end of the movie, like she just goes away forever. Like, yeah, she's not possessed by an evil goddess anymore, but she's never mentioned ever again, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that makes they, a good point. So they they could have cut out all that beginning time and given us like more full fleshed out feeling fights like the TV series does. And I understand or... 114 episodes versus 45 minutes, <laughs> but still right. Well, even if it had been split up between two episodes and they had cut out a lot of the fat, I think what would have been more interesting and would have fit the... Because I'm a Greek mythology nerd. I am very much big on, you know, the Hellenistic folklore and everything like that. What would have been better for Eris as a goddess of discord for chaos would for her to have possessed Saori. Hmm... If no. she had possessed Saori, we wouldn't need Ari. We wouldn't yeah. need the orphans. We wouldn't need all this bullshit backstory to set stuff up. It would have been Saori would have been like possibly seen the shooting star for whatever reason become possessed. The apple could have fallen into her lap or some other kind of. She would have found it when she was in the woods. She would have been like, "Oh, weird. Here's an apple," and then she's possessed, and then that's you know, that would make sense. And I think it would have streamlined it a little bit more. We would have had more chance to have proper fighting <laughs> or at least yeah. better organization, possibly. That's it would it would have it I think it would have been I think that I think for the t- for a time it would have made it for a tighter movie. Yeah, it was it was sure something. But yeah, we go through the fights. Everybody has their mini fight. They go fight Eris directly. Um, of course. Sagittarius armor is OP and Saya wears it and then, you know, goes against Eris, but then she's like, as the movie goes on, Aerie becomes more and more possessed. Originally, she was like with her blonde hair and everything. Now she's got blue hair and she's wearing a red dress and she looks sick as hell. And uh, she's got blue lipstick on Icon. And uh, so then they can, everybody confronts her. Aerie does her best to kill everybody as usual. Everybody's having a bad time. Sauri's about to die. Saya shoots her in the face with an arrow, and that's not being Fashisa. She no, literally she... shoots her in the forehead. Yeah, she shoots. She, <laughs> no, Saya shoots her with such strength that it goes through her whole skull. She he like he through her skull. I, I will hear my notes. Saya with a three sixty no scope headshot. Yeah, truly. He, he was using uh. He's using snap to the head cheats on yeah. Call of Duty. 
Pretty right. much. He was, he, he was definitely using some kind of hacks. <laughs> right. So, yeah. He was hacking the game. But he defeats her. She, Eris leaves Aerie. She's now normal. Hyoga picks her up because he's got mommy issues. Um, and then they all stand together looking out into the sunset or the sunrise because it's dawn. Everybody's fine. The movie's over. Well, and- th- you you missed one of my WTF moments from this in that so the they after they defeat Eris, the island starts going to hell because I guess she like was directly tied to it existing or something. Mm-hmm. And so everything started falling apart. So Seiya's like, we got to get out of here. And he grabs Icky and just leaves Sayori there to die. He's like, she's nobody cares about Sayori. <laughs> Somebody else pick her up. And by the way, I love that he went for Icky because I'm like, Saya, you are the second smallest. <laughs> Actually, I think he is the smallest. I think yeah, Shun eventually gets a little bigger than him because, he, like, I think just... Shun like gains an inch on him at one point. So he's like the smallest, and Icky is comparatively the biggest. And I'm just like, I mean, go off, King. <laughs> it was just it. I, it cracked me up that like. I mean, yes, Iki is arguably their strongest member, depending on how you look at it. So saving him is important, but also like uh, protecting Athena is your whole job. Could you could you try to save her? And you know, I mean, protecting she... all your other friends as well. They're, they're being they're being buried underneath like burying burying underneath the rubble here, and then the the well, apparently, uh, I think it was Shitty who went and grabbed her. But like at the at the moment, we only. As the audience, we were supposed to be left in suspense. We only thought that uh, Iki and Seiya survived, but then the other ones show up, and uh, one of them had grabbed her. But I just thought it was such a funny moment that, like, they just left her there to die, or Seiya did. <laughs> like, just, oh well. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't, ca- I didn't, reaching distance, so she's I didn't, gonna I didn't, die. I didn't, I didn't catch on the fact that he, he picked up Iki. I thought, he, I, I thought, I thought Seiya just, like, peaced out on everybody. No, he grabs he grabs Iki. Oh man! Okay, because the other three, uh, I don't even know if they made it to the final fight, but Iki was there helping him in the yeah. final fight, and so he was right next to him. So it was convenient enough that he could grab him and run off with him. Like ah, 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 Iki, he just went into panic mode and just <laughs> he blacked out. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, that I mean that's pretty much the whole movie. I know it sounded like we glossed over a lot, but it no, it's, it's just a short compact little thing and it's mm-hmm. fun i know i complained about it a lot but it was it was a fun movie to watch because it does take place so early in the series like i i think you said around episode 30 or so 38 ish so like right at the beginning of the sanctuary arc so this is i don't even think they had seven sense powers at this point no and they, they wave it off as like i have the ultimate power of the cosmos in me and like yeah sure yeah, dude there's, you're gonna there's you're... one point where, yeah, sure, where, dude. You're uh, gonna forget all Aerie, about the sheets. There's one point where Ari is like, "All of your five senses are gone." I was like, "Doesn't he have seven? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, like we, 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 like as the audience, if we were to watch it at the time, like, yeah, like we wouldn't know about that. We wouldn't know about the seventh sense. But like, thanks to hindsight of time, yeah, that it's kind of ridiculous. And like I said, the one that that one the one that's always like I have I reached this ultimate power that I will think I'll ever reach again. Yeah, dude, that, you're you're gonna forget told everything about this. Say, uh, everything's everything you just that you're just witnessing. It's all a dream. So yeah, just it, this this movie was something. Like there's some there's some really like I I I 
I remember watching this movie when I was younger, when I was like, because like, here's the funny thing about this movie. I they, they paired this movie up in Mexico. They paired this up. They paired it up with the uh, the last movie, the the Lucifer movie. So, you know, as one last send off to the series in Mexico, they released they released these two movies in movie theaters as like one as one movie. And I remember watching when I was a kid, and I was like, eh, this movie is fine, I guess. And as an adult watching it again, having not watched it since, watching it for this show, I was actually I actually enjoyed it. There's a lot of no, what it's to a solid movie. It's a it's not it's not the it's not a uh, it's not like the greatest movie in the world. It's just one of those movies where I'm like, what the what WTF? Like you know. It's, I I think it would have been a very cool two episodes if it had been done a little bit differently. It would have fit into the series as a filler, which would have been good. Um. I love it way more than Lucifer. I hate Lucifer. It is one of the worst anime movies I have ever been forced to sit through. I I would consider that torture. And it's also we're we're getting it really out of context too because this was a a movie that was part of like a summer fiesta where you're going to an event and you're watching a double, triple, quadruple feature in this case where you're getting to see all these different shows. So it's more about the experience and the hype. So it's just the medium that we're watching it in isn't ideal either. If I was seeing this in theaters alongside like the five man and the Metallica movie, I would be just a uh, crying in a corner the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so any closing thoughts there, Nuri? I pretty much said, I mean, it's a solid movie. It would have been better as episodes. It could have been changed a little bit to make it more streamlined. Okay. It, I like the, it's beautiful animation though. It's it's a lovely movie. Yeah, I'll give them that much. It's just like for it's it's animation. Like yeah, despite all all the weird in, inconsistencies about it, there's some there's some really good shots in it. I really do really really appreciate. Um, as like I said, and like I said, it's just, just a weird movie for me for the most part. Like I would just like I just look at this movie. And I'm like okay, this is a this is a this is a good. But I but not I'm not saying that I didn't that I didn't enjoy the time either. Now watching it in context and also watching it with you guys, I think. And I'll listen to you guys. Rather, it's. It, it, I think I, I enjoy this movie a little bit more than say the other ones. So um, yeah. So any closing thoughts? Anything else you guys want to want to bring up really quick? I'm just glad to add another unibrow daddy to my collection. Alrighty. <laughs> always, always good to have. Alrighty then. So um, I'm gonna speed run this really quick here because we gotta go. Um. So, um, Carmen Rider Furry, what's what's up with uh with uh ancient anime? Um, we're just chugging along. We uh I recently announced Nuri as my uh semi permanent permanent guest host. She's basically just gonna be featured more than everybody else because we get along and enjoy the same kinds of things. Cool. So you can uh follow us wherever you find podcasts and listen to that, as well as connect with us on Ancient Anime Pods or sorry, Ancient Anime Pod. No S at the end on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me at Common Rider Furry on both platforms as well. I tweet a lot of memes. I make a lot of really terrible photoshops. Um, so oh, Lord. Like, yeah, I recently made us the Spice Girls because of a very one-off comment that Ramsey's made. So if that's the kind of thing that you want to see, I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. Nuri, what's up with you? Um, I'm also like, like KRF just said, I'm uh, often on ancient anime. I'm also on Twitter as Nuri Hayu, Instagram as Nuri Curry. I do cosplay. I do, I do random other stuff. I discuss certain types of media, get into some stuff about Netflix and different shows. 
talk to me about the things that you like and we can have a good time. Alrighty, as for me, like of course I have my other podcast, the Saturday Morning Squadron. We just did a breakdown of all the cool things coming out in the summer of 2022. And in our next episode, we are going to be discussing the new movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So be, so we have a look out on that episode around the same time that this episode goes up for a little bit afterwards as well. But if you haven't checked out the Saturday Morning Squadron, please give a, please give a follow as well. Uh, that, that You can follow that on Twitter at, um, at, at SatAMSquadron. And then if you want to find this podcast, it's, um, it's at SCCosmoCast. Or if you want to just hit me up on Twitter, it's, um, it's just L underscore Ramsey. So we'll worry about anything. So with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Ramses for Nuri and for Conrad Furry. I'm here to tell you all to keep burning that cosmos. Bye! Bye. Bye-bye.